welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, a podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember in my previous episode when I talked briefly about the Pinocchio remake that Disney released on Disney Plus, and I was going to do a film review on it? Well, this is the review right here. Just when you thought Disney could have do more remakes, they had to shove out another one with Pinocchio. But this time on Disney Plus, although yet again it wasn't the first uh, live-action Disney remake to be put up on Disney Plus. I mean, 2020's Mulan and 2021's Cruella, Cruella Deville film. Disney thought it'd be smart to put the film on Disney Plus due to the ongoing pandemic, but I believe Disney is just too scared to release the film in theaters because of all the backlash the company is facing due to certain controversies they're getting into, mainly after the release of 2020 Mulan. Directors Paul King and Sam Mendes were attached to the project, but Robert Zemeckis will ultimately land, land the job for the live-action remake of Pinocchio, along with Tom Hanks to play the role of Pinocchio's father, Geppetto. I wonder what the conversation between Mickey Mouse at Disney and Robert Zemeckis was like when this project became a thing. Other actors included Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket, Keegan-Michael Key as Honest John, the Fox, Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy, Luke, Luke Evans as the Coachman, and Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as the real boy himself, Pinocchio. Or should I say, the title wooden character. <laughs> Filming began in March of 2021 with production wrapping up in April of 2021. That sounds like a short time for for the film to be made, I mean, March of 2021 to April of 2021, seems like a month of filming that went by. I wonder how that film film was going to turn out. Well, anyway, a film composer and recurring Zemeckis collaborator Alan Silvestri wrote, wrote the film's score, including four new songs al along with Glenn ba Ballard. So you're probably wondering, was this film any good? Well... To slightly add another question, you know how the live-action Disney remakes of Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King at least try to honor their classic animated films while adding some new material? Well, the Pinocchio remake from Disney seems like the exact opposite. Although close to being decent, but not so much. The end result of the film turned into a wooden jackass dumpster fire from Disney as the studio thought it was a good idea to remake a beloved animated classic from 1940 into a live-action film that looks soulless despite Robert Zemeckis' best efforts. Although other film companies have done several film adaptations, including the upcoming Netflix film from Guillermo del Toro. Well, it's time to make a wish upon a star because this is the live-action Disney remake of Pinocchio. I will say this, the film opens up with the Walt Disney Castle and the classic theme song, When You Wish Upon a Star, until a CGI Jiminy Cricket floats down with his umbrella singing the last few lyrics of the song as he's breaking the fourth wall. Jiminy tells the audience the story of Pinocchio while introducing to his younger self walking through a small Italian village of 1895 in the nighttime searching for a nice warm spot. Wait a minute, 1895! 1895! The year when original Jimmy Cricket voice actor Cliff Edwards was born. That's right, 1895. 
So in, in case you are wondering, while the year was not mentioned, but I mean, according to uh, Wikipedia, it does say 1895, which is basically the year when Cliff Edwards was born. Now, Cliff Edwards was the original voice actor for Jiminy Cricket, who uh, voiced Jiminy Cricket in the original 1940 film of the same name. And he will later go on to do to do other Jiminy Cricket's voiceovers in the in 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 the other in the upcoming in the other, in the years past up until up until up until his death sometime in, in the 1970s now as for joseph gordon levette now and yes joseph gordon levette is voicing jiminy cricket joseph gordon levette is doing a voice impersonation of cliff edwards and as i mentioned cliff edwards voiced jiminy crickets in the original levette is not only not only not the only voice actor to voice Jimmy Crickets, original Donald Duck actor Clarence Nash would voice the Crickets from 1971 to 1973, and then Eddie and then Eddie Carl would voice the Crickets from 1973 up until 2010. Anyway, just like in the original, Jimmy hops into the woodcarver's home just to get some warmth and gets a pe little piece of coal from the fireplace to warm himself up, and sees Geppetto building a to build, building a puppet in his home surrounded by antiques and clocks. And uh, like I said before, and I'll say it again, Tom Hanks plays Pinocchio's father, Geppetto. And I will admit the costume design and makeup for Geppetto is actually pretty good. Hanks himself as Pinocchio's father is actually decent, but you will, you will really notice right away the Italian accent he tries to bring is while I wouldn't say it's great, it's more uh, inconsistent. Unlike his Cajun accent from from the Elvis film as Colonel Tom Parker. But uh, if but if you take the accent out of the equation, he's Tom Hanks is still pretty decent. I mean, he still puts up a puts up a decent performance as Pinocchio's father. And of course, G Geppetto names. Uh, Names Pinocchio after his long-lost son, and yes, Geppetto used to have a real-life family that the film barely explains. Although, aside from a picture that we see that is that is standing right next to Figaro the cat. So yes. Oh, and by the way, the um, the Pinocchio puppet design does look similar to the 1940 film. Now, when when that first look came out, I thought it would it would actually be pretty good, and I like how the 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 puppet design actually resembles the nineteen forty film, pretty pretty much. I mean, I know it's not, I know it's sim while it's not the same, it does take a similar take, but in live action form. Now, uh, Geppetto plays around with the with the puppet to show his cat Figaro and his fish Cleo. Figaro is basically scared of Pinocchio until all the cuckoo clocks go off. By the way, an Italian customer tries to buy one of Geppetto's cuckoo clocks, but it didn't work out. I'm pretty sure everyone lost their minds with all the clocks going off. Our actually Disney cuckoo clocks, one featured Woody from Toy Story, to which uh, Tom Hanks voiced Woody. Another featured Roger Rabbit kissing Jessica Rabbit, to which uh, Robert Zemeckis directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. A Sleeping Beauty cuckoo clock, a Snow White cuckoo clock, which I'm pretty sure that one is teasing the upcoming live-action remake, a Donald, du a Donald Duck cuckoo clock, oh, 
and I'm gonna go back to that one Italian customer. He was asking Geppetto about the one cuckoo clock with the alligator and the duck. Well, that turns out to be the Donald Duck cuckoo clock in that film. And of course, we also get a Dumbo cuckoo clock. Although a stuffed animal of Dumbo was shown in the 1940 original as it was teasing the Dumbo film that came out in 1941. So I, I guess the, the Dumbo one kind of passed. But all the other ones, like, it seems like Disney is literally flexing right now. I mean, I mean, yeah, I get it. You're, you're trying to play a, comment, a funny commentary, but the problem is the joke doesn't work because of the timeline of this, fil of this film. I mean, granted, uh, granted the Easter eggs, I get the Easter eggs, but it doesn't really come off as funny or hilarious. And, and of course, uh, some of you may also notice, um, may or may not notice that, that the, the cuckoo clocks start being shown on the wall is kind of a callback to Back to the Future because of the, because the opening of the first Back to the Future film shows all the clocks on the wall foreshadowing the force not only for not only give you the time but also foreshadowing time travel since dr emmett brown does go back in time along with marty mcfly now i was now going back to the disney cuckoo clocks i was freaking out wondering what the hell is disney was doing with that scene and as i mentioned it looks like they're trying to flex they're they're literally flexing on their ips which doesn't make sense since the original clocks and Pinocchio had different creations. So basically, it is night. Basically, it is nighttime. Jiminy Cricket uh, sleeps on top of a uh, violin. Uh, on top of a violin, unlike <laughs> the original. Geppetto, which wishes upon a star to make a wish, unlike the original, where Geppetto tells Figaro what his wish is. The remake, however. He doesn't tell Figaro what he was wishing because it'll ruin the surprise. Well, everyone got a surprise because a certain blue laser beam br brought the puppet to life, waking Jiminy Cricket up. Jumping jeepers! Pinocchio is alive with strings attached. <laughs> Jiminy tries to talk to the puppet, but somehow Pinocchio repeats Jiminy's lines back, back and forth. And by the way, uh... Benjamin a Evan Ainsworth plays Pinocchio, and I will admit, Benjamin. Now, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. I mean, there's not much to say about him. I mean, I know he he appeared in a, in another Dizzy film pr before um, before Pinocchio, but this is like one of his uh, earlier roles. And I'm I'm I mean I'm not 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 trying to be not trying to be rude, but Part of his part of his performance is is kind of good and kind of off. And uh, what I meant by that, I mean it's just just literally the performance, particularly the fact that well, he's playing a CGI he's playing a CGI puppet. Now I will admit the CGI for Pinocchio is actually pretty is actually pretty good, although the eyes do look a little little, little off. So. But anyway, but anyway, I mean, part of Pinocchio's perform, a part of Pinocchio, well, from Benjamin e Evan Ainsworth. I mean, he's okay in the role. He's fine in the role. I mean, he's not gonna top the original voice actor for Pinocchio, which is um, Dick Jones or Dicky Jones, as um, 
uh, the, which is basically the the name the name of the original actor who voiced Pinocchio in a 1940 film. So, so yeah. But I feel like part of Benjamin Evan Ainsworth's performance, he does sound well. He kind of takes somewhat similar pages from Morning Morning McFly a little bit. Hello, hello, anybody home? Huh? Think McFly, think. But since. But this is more of a kid performance from Evan Ain- Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, so so you kind of get what I'm see- kind of get what I'm seeing. But anyway, the blue fairy shows up to fix the situation. Now, um, her entrance to this, I mean, she really tries, really tries too hard to be. To be the, she really tries to real to real. She tries too hard to to recreate like a comedy routine similar to what Will Smith did from the live action remake of Aladdin, but that was only for a uh, for a brief moment until um, the blue fairy uh, fixes Pinocchio up with her wand, and and we we have we have uh, Cynthia Arrivo playing the blue fairy now. Now the blue fairy has a conversation with Pinocchio as she explains that Geppetto made a wish for Pinocchio to be a real boy, although Pinocchio is still a puppet. So, the blue fairy tells Pinocchio if he acts brave, truthful, and 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 selfless, he could be a real boy. Jiminy Cricket, as he li- as he lives and breathes, meets the blue fairy and appoints him the responsibility of being Pinocchio's temporary conscience to teach him from right from teach him right from wrong jimmy jimmy gets a nice looking suit with a hat umbrella and shoes and does he get a badge for this badge for this film <laughs> no no he doesn't well at least jimmy cricket was a more permanent conscious in the 1940 film brought by the blue fairy who was originally voiced by evelyn venable and fun fact, Evelyn Venable, who not only voices the original Blue Fairy in the nineteen forty Pinocchio film, but she she is one of one of the few actresses who became one of the one of the original models for the Columbia Pictures logo. Don't believe but don't believe me? Look up Evelyn Venable on, on Wikipedia and you'll know what I'm talking about. The blue fairy floats towards the window while singing the rest of When You Wish Upon a Star and closes the window that wakes Geppetto up. Now, I will admit, her, her singing singing is actually pretty good. I mean, Cynthia Erivo Cynthia is an actual singer, and I believe she does a pretty good job sing, singing the song When You Wish Upon a Star in her own take. And she does, pretty, and she does a pretty good job with it. FYI, this... FYI, this the the scene where the blue fairy beats Pinocchio for the first time is the only scene where we see the blue fairy in this remake. I'm not even making this up. Like, we only see the the in this film, this live action remake, the blue fairy only appears once in this film for one scene. So you so what the hell was going on during the writing process? I mean did did the writers thought the blue fairy only need needed one scene? I mean, did they thought um other a couple of other scenes weren't weren't good enough? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a film. I'm not a screenwriter. I mean, I didn't. I didn't write this film. Well, anyway, 
Well, Geppetto was surprised to see Pinocchio alive. He accidentally tosses Figaro to Cleo's fishbowl. Geppetto, Geppetto later becomes overjoyed and, and, of course, excited to know that Pinocchio is alive. In a few scenes, Pinocchio and Geppetto cleans the house, plays ball, and Pinocchio sets his finger finger on fire in front of Figaro. And then, I I actually laughed at the part when Geppetto actually screams, PINOCCHIO! Because his finger was caught on fire because uh, Pinocchio is made of wood. And, you know, fire and wood... That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad for Pinocchio because in, in the original film, he did get a little bit of consequences of, of him lighting himself on fire because if he lights himself on fire, it's not going to go well, which is why which is why Geppetto and Pinocchio put out the fire inside Cleo's fishbowl in the original film. We don't even see that in the remake. So, and it literally cuts and literally cuts to um literally cut, because we see Pinocchio getting his finger caught on fire and he's pretty excited about it geppetto scream pinocchio and then cuts to um cuts to pinocchio and geppetto sleeping for a night so what what how do they put out the fire anyway well i do not know and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this going into this film you like we're you're being thrown into the action right away without any built-up or payoff like like you see a scene like it feels it feels rushed like they literally rushed many many scenes or that goes into the action pretty quick and this is probably a trend that happens this is a trend that literally happens in this film so anyway geppetto lets pinocchio go to school for the first time with an apple and book in his hands as pinocchio leaves a seagull flies in to see geppetto and he feeds the seagull garbage and of course, and of course, uh, the seagull's name is um, <clears throat> Sophia. Sophia the seagull. Jiminy wakes up late on the first day of school and begins to run out the door, only to be greeted by Scuttle's grandma. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sophia the seagull. It turns out, and it turns out, uh, Sophia the seagull is being voiced by Lorraine Bracco, who you may remember her from Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. And of course, she likes to eat garbage and not eat bugs. Jiminy tells Sophia that he is late and complains about the trouble that Pinocchio will have with, with that Pinocchio will, will get into without his conscience. The Sophia, the, the seagull, wouldn't even, wouldn't even, I mean, hey, hey, not, not even, the, hey, even the seagull kind of understands the point. You know, do you imagine the trouble that he's going to get into? Well, well, I wouldn't have that on my conscience. Well, I always wanted to be a gangster seagull. <laughs> However, Pinocchio is soon approached by con artist Fox, Honest John, being voiced by Keegan-Michael Key and his cat's partner, Gideon. Now, Honest John in this film is one of the few best parts in this film because Keegan-Michael Key does bring a lot of energy to his performance. Well, Despite his CGI appearance, which looks similar to Swiper, Swiper the Fox's CGI, although the CGI is still pretty good. The CGI Fox design for Honest John is still pretty good. I mean, he wa he walks with Gideon into town and sees a poster of Stromboli. Stromboli? Well, well, well. Stromboli! So that, so that man is back in town. Honest John convinces Pinocchio that he should live a, a life of fame. 
to truly be a real boy when he really plans to sell him to the puppet master, Stromboli. By the way, before uh, Honest John and Pinocchio met, Pinocchio was smelt, was literally walking to school, walking to school with his apple and book, stops by, steps, st- runs past Honest John and Gideon, wondering, wondering what's what's the little wonder, wondering what's this little boy, or should I say, oh look, a wooden boy, <gasps> a wooden boy, like he he follows. Pin- they, Gideon and Oz John follows Pinocchio, and Pinocchio stops to smell what looks to be horse crap, and he smells it and smells disgusting, and drops his apple right next to it. Boy, oh, boy, boy! Pretty soon that 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 horse crap's gonna turn into horse manure. I hate manure. I mean, what was even the point of that shot? That shot was not even needed. Well anyway, well, anyway, I mean, Honest John um, eats the apple. I mean, disgusting, anyway. But after Pinocchio agrees, Honest John tries to come up with a stage name for him, with one of the ideas being <clears throat> Chris Pine. No joke. Chris Pine. In, in, in a Pinocchio film, because obviously Pinocchio is made of pine, which... Makes sense, but literally calling him Chris Pine. Wow. Well, not as well, well, not as crazy as Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine for that rumor, but you know, I mean, you know, you know. But, but anyway, Pinocchio, Pinocchio agrees, and uh, and Honest John sings, "I did diddly d." Both John and Gideon, and then later on, both John and Gideon get smacked in the head with a mallet since Jiminy Cricket showed up. Jiminy convinces Pinocchio to continue going to school, but, but, and Pinocchio does actually go to school. And Jiminy Cricket's like wondering what in the Sam Hell are taxes for. Pinocchio asks, what are taxes? And then Jiminy Cricket is like, ah, that's something you don't need, even need to worry about. <laughs> okay, very clever, Jiminy Cricket's. Somehow Pinocchio goes to school. Jiminy Cricket tries to narrate, but somehow Pinocchio is thrown out by the headmaster because he's a puppet, and puppets belong in puppet show. What does the school? What does the school hate puppets? Well, anyway, Pinocchio decides to go to Stromboli's show with with uh, with Honest John. Oh, and by the way, Honest John and Gideon traps Jiminy Cricket in a glass jar, and we don't even see. Jiminy Cricket watching Stromboli's show. So basically, Jiminy Cricket is left behind. Like, like, like a wuss. Like, really? You trap Jiminy Cricket in a glass jar on the, gr- on the ground. And he couldn't even dig it. And he, and Jiminy Cricket couldn't even dig his, dig himself out. Wow. Wow. So anyway, at Stromboli's theater, Pinocchio befriends one of Stromboli's employees, Fabiana, and her puppet, Sabina. Now I will admit, seeing Fabiana in this film is actually a nice addition, but almost at the same time unnecessary, because because I'll explain in one other scene. Although the puppet, seeing the puppet Sabina is actually pretty cute. And I will say this, Pinocchio does put on a good show for the crowd, but... But somehow, um, it does go into a few things where how the original was actually pretty good. I mean, here's the thing. 
In the original 1940 film, Jiminy Cricket watches Pinocchio perform at Stromboli's show because somehow um, in the original film, Jiminy was going to tell J Pinocchio's father, but he's like, wait, that'll be snitching. I'll, I'll go after him myself. So he goes after Pinocchio. He he sees Pinocchio performing, and somehow he he realizes that Pinocchio did a fantastic job performing. And I was like, well, I, I guess I, I guess I can let him go on his own now. But the thing is, we don't see Jiminy Crickets in this scene because Jim, because somehow Jiminy Crickets gets trapped in a glass jar. And yet again, I mean, yet again, we get to see Pinocchio perform. He performs with the Russian dancers and including the, fem including the other uh, female dancers as well. We even get a nice dance sequence with with Sabina the puppet along with a with a background of the Walt Disney Castle as well. Even Pinocchio sets himself on fire while doing the Russian dance. I mean, how does he do that? Like, how does Pinocchio set himself on fire? What is it? What? Is that a superpower of his now? Is Pinocchio an actual superhero now? Well, anyway, um... But anyway, later, later after the show, I mean, Pinocchio sees a... Fabiana and Sabina actually doing a nice, nice little dance routine. Nice, nice little dance routine. I mean, and until Stromboli interrupts to let to let her know that they leave, that the that the that the stagecoach will leave in an hour. Until and then Stromboli locks Pinocchio in a birdcage to prevent him from ever leaving. Stromboli's coach ends up freeing Jiminy Cricket from the jar, and Pinocchio has, and then and then um, and then while Pinocchio was still trapped inside the birdcage. Sabina and Fabiana were trying were trying to help Pinocchio. And I will say this, like, that's probably one of the few scenes where it comes off as useless. Because you have Sabina I mean, Sabina having a conversation with Pinocchio is actually pretty cute to let, letting letting him know that they want to throw throw on their own puppet puppet theater, which is actually pretty cute. But since Sabina and Fabiana were there, they could have easily go inside, get the key, and unlock unlock this cage. Like that actually would have been simple. But no. No but no. They're sitting on top of the roof and then Stromboli comes in comes in later and somehow checks in with Pinocchio and then closes the ceiling door. Like, really? Really? Really, Riders? Really? You you could have at least have those two have Sabina and Fabiana at least help Pinocchio out a bit. Like like they, then then they would they will be useful characters for this film. But no, because of the because of the way how the writing for this film worked out, it's like, nah, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna have Jimmy Crickets come in and help Pinocchio. Which I will say, I mean, it is nice to see Jimmy Crickets in back in the scene to help Pinocchio get out of this get out of this birdcage. Now this next part right here, um, where Pinocchio, where Pinocchio and Jiminy were talking, Pinocchio tells a lie, about tell, tells a lie to which makes his nose grow longer. Now, this part, now this part gets to me on the other scene where Pinocchio gets kicked out of school. Like, I almost found that scene, that scene alone almost worked. You have a very good scene. You have a good scene that that at one point kind of works, but when you go into the next scene, when Jiminy Crickets and Pinocchio were having a conversation, and then this whole lying thing starts, like 
Pinocchio couldn't just tell Jiminy Cricket the truth. Like, he got kicked out of school. Like, he just got kicked out of school and he went into show business. That actually would have been simple. That would have been simple. That would have been simple. That would be the actual truth. But no, we decided to jump into the lot into the into the lying situation already without the blue fairy. Because like I said, we only get to see the blue fairy once in the scene. In the original, the blue fairy helps Pinocchio out, knowing that Pinocchio's consequences of lying, because one, Pinocchio was was afraid was afraid of how the blue fairy was going to react because the blue fairy in the original asked Pinocchio, why didn't you go to school? And then Pinocchio came up with, with, with different lies to, to the blue fairy that makes his nose grow, that makes his nose grow longer. And that's like a consequence, that's like a literal, that's the consequence of lying in, in the world of Pinocchio. Even the blue fairy the blue fairy herself explains, you see, Pinocchio, a lie keeps growing and growing until it comes as painful painful as uh, something. It was like something. It, it was something. It was a quote or something. But that was like a consequence. If he keep, if Pinocchio keeps lying, his nose will grow. But in this remake, Pinocchio lies on the spot, like almost as, as he's lying as a superpower to get the key. He he his nose grows long longer to get the key, as if he was using that as a superpower, without having the blue fairy being involved. Even even Jiminy Cricket Cricket sees the nose like, well, some some sort of kind of magic fairy dust, kind of on the nose, if you ask me. Oh boy, and then the next part was, quit telling those whoppers whoppers. What is this? Bur what is what is it? What is this? The Burger King exists in the Pinocchio world. But anyway, Pinocchio manages to get the key. Both Pinocchio and Jiminy escape, and then and then Pino Pinocchio. Well, actually, well, actually, this next scene later, Geppetto, Figaro, and Cleo go go outside in the rain to look for Pinocchio when he when Pinocchio did not show up show up for dinner. I mean, Geppetto, I mean, it's downpouring rain, and then Geppetto, Geppetto was like, Geppetto screams, Pinocchio! They're looking for Pinocchio. They even stopped by at the school, and obviously enough, I did skip the part where how um, Stromboli's cart freed uh, Jiminy Crickets from that glass jar. Even Jiminy Crickets himself saw Geppetto calling out for help. I mean... Where was where where was Sophia the seagull? Oh, she was probably doing she was probably doing she was probably doing some seagull seagull business or something. But anyway, Jiminy Crickets and uh, Pinocchio run through the village and somehow gets Pinocchio gets swiped up by a coach full of children driven by a charismatic coachman who's taking everyone to Pleasure Island, where where misbehavior is encouraged. So. The coachman in the, in this film, I will say this: Luke Evans as the coachman, it was 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 hilarious. It was freaking hilarious. Like he he, I mean, it is over the top, kind of like a Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow like performance. But Luke Evans does deliver deliver a pretty pretty fun performance as the coachman. It seems like Luke Evans is. Having a lot of fun, particularly from going from from the live action Beauty and the Beast role of Gaston to the live action Pinocchio remake of being the coachman. Now, this is another problem I have with that part. We never get to see Honest John 
and Gideon talk to the coachmen in the pub. Like in the pub scene, they in the pub scene, like the coachman explains Honest John and Gideon their their plan. You know, their plan to bring stupid, dumb little boys to Pleasure Island. Like that is a messed up scene. You realize how messed up that is? Like they they take the like how the coachman brings the the stupid little boys to Pleasure Island, the original, and they turn into donkeys. That's like messed up. Now in this film, the coachman brings the boy, the stupid dumb little boys to Pleasure Island, but he also brought in stupid dumb little girls too, to in this remake as well. And I will say this: um, they both um. Both the coachman does get bring in a nice, nice little musical number, although there is at least one lyric that throws me off that doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, I don't remember what the lyric is. Like, I, I, well, wait, I remember it's real girls want what the real boys want. How does that, how does that lyric made? sense how does that lyric be it made sense in this film i don't get it i mean but somehow i mean it seems as though pinocchio is being pressured to go to pleasure island and and somehow he he agrees to it i mean he agrees to it so then so then the um the coachman and all the kids including pinocchio himself get to pleasure island and somehow i will say this i mean the pleasure island sequence alone i will say this it's probably the best part of this film. Like, it's visually creative, and it does bring in bring in a sense of fun to it. Although, yet again, Pleasure Island is definitely the the bad side of things for these kids because you know the consequences of this of this. Oh wait, that's right. The consequences is they drink root beer in this film. Like, what? They drink root beer instead of actual beer. Like the original film, they had actual beer. And I will say this, I always thought the original film had root beer. I, I always thought it was root beer in the original film, but that was just me being young, probably me being too young to understand. So I, I guess that kind of makes sense. The original, the original had actual beer, while in the new film has root beer and no cigars. Like in the original, there were cigars in the original, but not in this remake. Even the coachman gives uh, Pinocchio and Lampwick some root beer like there you go kids here have some root beer kids <laughs> i actually got a chuckle out of that but anyway um we oh by the way wheel of misfortune if you look if you there's like a blinking you'll miss moment on the pleasure island sequence where you see a wheel of misfortune technically a play on words of wheel of fortune <laughs> ha 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 very funny now now as i mentioned the visual aspect of the island is creative and creepy too, especially to the point where Pinocchio gets disturbed by the brutality the kids display, much to the amusement of an irresponsible boy, Lampwick. So yes, so yes, that sequence alone, Pinocchio feels uncomfortable realizing that this is not right. So now Pinocchio gets peer pressured into this, which deteriorates the original message of how you know in the original film when Pinocchio was with Lampwick doing all this stupid all this stupid crap 
even Pinocchio in the original film says, yeah, being bad is a lot of fun. Like, literally, we don't even hear that in that film because cause, cause what comes later is is the whole donkey transformation. And even one moment, Pinocchio, Pinocchio sees all the kids smashing all the clocks because his father, Geppetto, ha- has clocks. Even Lifex destroys a grandfather clock that almost resembles um, Cogsworth's uh, grandfather clock a little bit. But anyway, but anyway, um, <clears throat> but, any, but anyway, um, but, but anyway, Jiminy, who has been separated again, soon finds all all the children had turned into donkeys, and and that the coachman sells them to the salt mines with the help from his fog-covered shadowy henchmen. And also, not even, Jiminy Cricket doesn't even scold Pinocchio. Like, like when he sees Pinocchio playing pool, he's like, So this is where I find you. How do I expect you to be a real boy? Look at this. Smoke. Playing pool. Like, we don't even hear that in, in this new film. Like, Pin, like, Jiminy Cricket gets thrown down the drain by Lampwig, sees the donkey, even quote, even, even described it as H-E double hockey stick. Hell. And then... Finds his way back up to the po- back up with a firework, and then of course we get this scene where Lampwick and Pinocchio. Um, well, in this part, Lampwick and Pinocchio argue on the fact that Lamp- Lampwick cheated the pool game, resulting in getting donkey ears, a tail, and face. Lampwick asks, "What do you think I look like? A jackass?" Well, <laughs> according to Pinocchio's response, he sure does. <laughs> and then of course. Pinocchio makes a uh, don- the donkey sound. Even Lampwick is like, "Hey, you look just like a donkey." And then, and then of course, and then of course, and then of course, Pinocchio. And then of course, Lampwick is wondering what's going on. So, Lampwick goes to the mirror for like almost like ten, almost like a like a half a minute. Sees himself like he. Feels his ears, including his face. Like he could have realized that he turned into a. He just turned into a donkey. Like in the original film, that took that scene alone took its time to realize. Like, like Lampwick feels his face. He feels like there's there's fur on his face. He feels the ears, and then the last thing he goes to the mirror and screams, and scre- and screams that he's that he's been double crossed. That scene in the original. Is and, and that scene in the original and and hang on going off topic for a second, Lampwick begs Pinocchio to call for help until his final transformation goes into full force where he is now an actual donkey. And then but in this remake, that, that transformation comes off as tamed. And that it comes off as tamed with no build-up because he goes to that mirror for like almost half a minute. Like the original, the original alone is obviously one of the most... The donkey transformation in the original Pinocchio is obviously the one of the most darkest scenes in Pinocchio. But in this live-action remake, it feels tamed. But, in, but anyway, but anyways, Lampwick did, did cheat the pool game, so... So Lampwick, you're going to need a blanket and a conscience because you're never going to going to turn back into a real boy, just like how you never got into the World Pool Championship, you jackass. So then, um, so then J- Jiminy Cricket 
crickets arrive to to warn Pinocchio that um, all the bo- all the boys and girls turn into donkeys. Even Jiminy Cricket is like, "Oh, you too!" Pinocchio turns into part of a donkey because because obviously he only grew grow the ears and the tail. So eventually, Jiminy and Pinocchio escape Pleasure Island, including the coachman who almost sold him for for a huge amount of gold. But somehow, but somehow they got back to uh, Geppetto's house to find that Sophia gave Geppetto a flyer to Pleasure Island to let him know where Pinocchio is, and that he sold all of his clocks to buy a boat to go there. Okay, that's actually a nice addition. Pinocchio reunites with Fabiana and Sabina, who actually told told Pinocchio that Stromboli has been arrested, has been arrested for the abuse of his exploited employees, and the two. Two, Fabian and Sabina had taken over his puppet show. Now I will admit, the the cutaway the that cutaway gag where um, a strong boy gets put in prison, that was funny. That was actually pretty funny. So Fabian and Sabina offer Pinocchio to join them, but Pinocchio declines, wanting to save his father, which makes his donkey parts disappear. Now that part does not make sense either because. Pinocchio loses his doggy parts at the very end of the film when he turns into a real boy. And that was the last time we see Fabian and Sabina, by the way. Sophia pulls a rope for Pinocchio to hold out to the sea where they soon find Geppetto in his boat. Just as they, they reunite, they and as they are reunited, Pinocchio tells Geppetto all the crazy stuff, basically what he's been doing. And I will say this, Pinocchio, calm down. Like he tells Geppetto about what happened with school, tells him that he got into a show with Stromboli, gets trapped in the birdcage, escapes with Jiminy Cricket, gets captured by the coachman, gets off of Pleasure Island, loses his donkey ears and and tail, meets and meets meets Sabina and Sabina and Fabiana, and then Geppetto is like, "You did all this in one day?" Well, I I thought it was longer than that, but. <laughs> when he dropped the accent, that was actually funny too. Until then, Pinocchio and Geppetto are swallowed by Monstro, who is basically a giant sea monster. And my goodness, look how they massacred my boy. Monstro, in the original film, well, obviously in the book, um, uh, Monstro was a dog fish, which makes sense in the original book. But in the in the uh, original nineteen forty film, he was a whale. But now we get a combination of a whale, uh, the kraken, octopus, and of course the mesosaurus all combined. I mean, that's a nice idea, but man, look how they massacre my boy. Well, Pinocchio and Geppetto took refuge in, in a giant boat in Monstro's stomach, and Pinocchio gets the idea to make him sneeze by starting a fire within, within the within the monster. Even Jimmy Crickus tries to get in, like, "Hey, hey, blubber, hey, blubber mouth, open up! I gotta get in there! Come on, come on, come on! Let me in! Hey, come on!" But eventually, Pin- Jimmy Crickus does get in after Monstro begins to sneeze begins to sneeze and also um also Jiminy finally meets Geppetto for the first time so obviously the plan works and Mastro sneezes them out 
but he give he gives in a, it gives in a huge chase that ends with the group crashing on the on dry land and seemingly killing Geppetto. By the way, does anybody did anybody got uh, Castaway vibes out of this? Another Robert Zemeckis film, Castaway, since um, uh, Tom Hanks was also sa- sailing off to sea alone with 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 Figaro the cat, Cleo the fish, and another inanimate object. First it was Wilson, now Pinocchio. And yes, the film, the film this time around, the film Geppetto is seemingly killed, not Pinocchio. Pinocchio believes that his father has died, and Pinocchio mourns over him. And somehow, a magical tear, which almost, which is basically similar to to Rapunzel's tear from Tangled, falls from his eye on Geppetto, reviving him. Geppetto tells Pinocchio that despite being a puppet, he has proven himself to be a true boy at heart, which is nice, but it takes away the idea. In this next part, because Jiminy narrates that the stories have been told of Pinocchio becoming a real boy, coming becoming a real boy, but doesn't confirm them, stressing that what matters is that Pinocchio has a brave, honest, and selfless heart, and that he's fully real, real to his proud and loving father. And also, uh, Pinocchio and Geppetto depart for home as Pinocchio's limbs appear to turn human. So, from what Jiminy says. That, but says that he doesn't confirm confirm that he's turn that he turned into a real boy. We just see that he turned into a real boy from from the from the perspective of Pinocchio's limbs. So Pinocchio did turn into a real boy, but it feels almost inconsistent because in the original film, the way how that film ended, Pinocchio turns into a real boy from the Blue Fairy because the Blue Fairy revived Pinocchio because he he proved himself brave, truthful. And unselfless, and and he becomes a real, and he becomes, or unselfish. Yeah, was it unselfish? Um, or was it unselfish? Yeah, yeah, it was probably unselfish or something. But it was self or selfless. He was selfless. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, yeah, that ending, that final act was so messed up, and. We don't even see the Blue Fairy. We don't even see Honest John for more scenes. I mean, although it would be nice to see Pinocchio giving a surprise to Fabiana and Sabina that, hey, Pinocchio turned into a real boy. Actually, that actually would have been, would have been a nice surprise. But no, we just end with Jiminy Cricket's narration with no gold, gold badge. And the film ends with the book cover of Pinocchio, to which we don't even see in, in the opening of the film. Boy, that was a uh, that was a lot to talk about. Now I will admit, the film does come a little close to be decent. I mean, the visual effects are actually pretty good. The production values are good. I mean, some of the performances are actually pretty decent, but the overall execution of this film was not good. I mean, the it was not it was the execution was terrible. It sucked the life out out of what the original what the original nineteen forty Pinocchio film brought, like like this live action remake could have worked. It felt rushed, like it felt soulless, like Pino- like Pinocchio sniffing all that horse all that horse crap in that one scene that almost turned into horse manure. I hate manure. But anyway, but anyway, 
in my opinion, in my opinion, it's a it's a remake that looks decent. It actually comes close to be decent, but not really. Now I'm pretty sure you're, if you're gonna throw this on for little kids, that's fine. I mean, that's totally fine. I mean, that's totally fine. I understand that, but in my opinion, this film this film should have had a better conscience for for a better live action remake. Was this one of Disney's worst live action remakes? Was the film actually close to being decent? Let me know your thoughts in, in the comments below, but also keep the comments positive. This is just my opinion. This episode was more of an opinion-based episode of what I thought about this film, but if you have a different opinion, I totally, totally understand. I totally understand that. But let me know if I missed out on anything from this, uh, from, from this, from this film. Well, we'll see how Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio may turn out. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive. <laughs>